Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? Welcome to another podcast with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. I almost said Clifford there. Uh, that's my maiden name. I'm really excited to have you here as always. Today's uh, topic, what we're going to be talking about, we're going to be diving right in. And it is inspired by a friend that reached out to me. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about him in a minute. But the topic is, I want you to know that you are not, one, you are not just a cop or just a firefighter or just a soldier you are not stuck in this job and you are most certainly not alone in your feelings and you're not alone, period. And this is inspired by a fellow, uh, Leo. He reached out to me uh, on my Instagram at the Lady Sheepdog. So if you're not following me there, then I don't know why because you should be. <clears throat> so come and hang out. And he reached out to me after last week's podcast, and um, he uh, sent me some messages on Instagram, and he shared some things with me. And um, if he's listening, which I know that he is, uh, shout out to you, brother, because we need more people like you uh, in in our sheepdog nation and our family. He reached out to me. He was very honest with me about um, some situations. And then he shared some things with me that really fucking pissed me off, to be really honest with you. And um, I want to share them with you and I want to I want to talk about it because I know that I have faced the exact things that he was talking about just as he had faced them. And therefore, I know that you probably have dealt with them too. And those things that I'm talking about is basically, it's this. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story, and I'm going to tell you his story. He it, um, he was working um, in, at a police department, and he found himself feeling very stuck, feeling very alone. Um, people on his agency and his department, uh, didn't treat him the right way. They did not act like he was part of the brotherhood. In fact, they would pick and choose, uh, members of police officers who were in the brotherhood and who weren't like somehow, some way they decided that they were fucking the police God. And that, uh, if, you know, even though you were, are a member of the thin blue line family for some reason, some, some members of the, you know, police department were like better or more worthy of being a part of the thin blue line. <clears throat> and, uh, and, and so anyways, and so with, along with some, you know, coupled with some personal things that had happened to him, um, you know, he felt very much like he was drowning. He felt like he was drowning, you know, going to work was not fun. And, and here's the thing, uh, maybe at this point you can probably relate and if you're a rookie, you might not be able to relate yet, but I promise you there's going to be a situation in your career where you're going to be able to relate to this. Um, it, it happens pretty quickly, actually, especially nowadays. 
you know, the job is hard, right? Like we know that. And I'm not going to, you know, if you know me, if you've been with me for any amount of time, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. The job is actually really hard and nothing and nobody can prepare you for the job. The only thing that can prepare you for the job is actually going out and doing it. Nothing prepares you for the streets like the streets. It's just the way that it is. And there's an entire cop culture that is not talked about at all or enough. And it's one that I'm going to address on today's show. And this might piss you off. Um, I have noticed that I have been doing some very um, in-your-face episodes lately. (laughs) And here's why. Because I'm tired. I am tired of this, of the police officer suicide rate. We lost 158 or 59 officers last year. Straight up, I'm over it. I'm way, way the fuck over it. We are losing, you know, brothers and sisters in the line of duty. Fucking feels like almost every day. And and here we are as a family. And we have to, and, and some of you don't even think of that. Some of you can't think of it because it's a coping mechanism and I respect that. Some of you don't think about it because you're like, I can't do anything about it because I have to say when I was on patrol, that was probably my mindset as well. It's like, well, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, I, you know, and, and, and that's okay, but I'm here to bring awareness for you. I'm a, I'm here to make you aware. I'm here to let you know that there are actual things that you can do. And I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention because if you've gone through something similar to the, you know, situation that I described where you feel stuck, you feel alone, you feel burnt out. I mean, you are literally burned out. You maybe, maybe you're going through through some financial hardships. You're definitely on that emotional roller coaster. You know, maybe you're a hell of a cop, but your home life sucks. Um, you know, your relationships, you know, they all, they're not good, whether it's your spouse, your kids, your family, your friends. Uh, maybe you are completely just engulfed in being a cop and, and everything, you know, you, you do everything you, you drink, you know, the black rifle coffee and you have an Instagram that you show everybody that you work out and you do thin blue line, absolutely everything. And you have no balance you have no balance in your life. Like that is, that is absolutely it. And, um, and then, so you find yourself maybe, you know, in the beginning of your career, that's not a problem, right? So a lot of you guys, if you're listening to me and you're, and you're new and you're like, man, she just called me out. She just described me exactly. Well, that's no problem. As long as you bring balance to your life, like you need to have balance. Um, and I think that, you know, I really think that that's something that's overlooked a lot. And it's something that if not caught in the beginning, in the early stages, will cause issues. And those issues are what I described to you. And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing scarier than when a person feels completely isolated, yet they're around a lot of people. And you take that person who feels isolated and you put them in a police officer uniform because they were caught. And you couple that with the years of trauma that they have experienced, the bullshit from the media, the bullshit they have to deal with from the public, 
the bullshit they have to deal with because of admin and supervisors, and then you add the bullshit that they have to deal with because of their coworkers. I'm going to tell you something that weighs a person down more than I think anyone could ever know. I mean, the thing about us as police officers, you know, we don't, whether we, you know, it doesn't matter what anybody says, you know, we don't punch a clock and we're not when, you know, checked out at five o'clock or whenever our shift ends, we're not checked out. You know, we're thinking about that We're thinking about that stop that could have went really bad. We're thinking about that domestic that was awful. We're thinking about that dead body. We're thinking about, you know, the crash. We're thinking about the interview you could have done better. You're thinking about that court case that you have to go and you need to testify on coming up soon. I mean, that's what – because it's all reality because, you know, our job is so important and our job affects so many lives. You know, it's not like – you know, you work for Walmart, you know what I mean? And, and like your job like doesn't affect people's lives directly in big ways. I mean, something, I mean, think of it this way, sheepdog, like you just basically, it is so basic as you become a um, seasoned officer to do a traffic stop, right? Like something, you know, as you know, a seasoned officer can do with their eyes closed, although I don't suggest you do it. Right. Um, but you know, that is, that really affects somebody's life. Even though we take it for granted, that is so life altering. Like imagine the, you know, middle-aged woman who, who's never been pulled over before and is like devastated or, you know, 16, 17 year old who, who just got their license and are getting pulled over. And based off of what you do, they lose their license. You know, it's just things like that. Like, it's, we take, you know, as, as sheepdogs, as police officers, like we take it for granted, but it's really life altering things. Right. So I'm going to like circle back around because <laughs> I'm kind of going on rants here, but just, just stay with me. Though these are all things that are very heavy is what I'm trying to get at. Okay. Cause you're not just like a Walmart worker. You're not just a construction worker. You know, and I'm not taking away from any of that, but like they don't have the impacts, the massive impacts that law enforcement has, right? They don't have the impact that like your job has. And so when you take a person who is dealing with all of this bullshit and who is a cop, who is has a very impactful job, they are weighed down. In the analogy and with the thought that I want you to think about it's like when we start this job, we're on top of the water. We're on we're on top of the water in the pond. Okay, the pond is life, and we're on top of the water, and we're swimming, and we have lots of energy, right? And then as we do this job, and as the bullshit piles on, if you don't, you know, if you don't let go, if you don't lighten up your load, you start to sink. First, your feet go under, then your knees go under the water, then it's your hips, and then it's your stomach, and then it's your chest, and before you know it, you're almost fucking drowning. That is what our officers, our friends, our sheepdogs, this is just a little taste of the pain that they're feeling. Maybe you yourself may be feeling that pain. I know 
I've experienced it. I have watched very close to me officers experience this too. Here's my problem. And here's the problem with cop culture. And this is why I'm bringing awareness to it because I fully believe that this can be changed. It can be changed pretty easily, but we need you, okay, you who is listening to this right now to be the change. That is the only way that we are going to, you know, make an impact and change and save lives is the problem is, is when you see someone drowning, you don't give them a fucking brick and say, good luck. You go over and you start lightening up their load. And, and the thing about this, this is what I can't understand. Okay. Just because you work with somebody doesn't mean you need to like them. I agree. I'll tell you right now, I've worked with some cops. I wanted to knock the fuck out for various reasons. Straight up. Okay. This is police officers who get hired to do the job that just should not be on the road. You think I don't know that? I don't live in a fantasy world. I understand that. However, let me tell you the reality. The reality is we are all we have. That's it. Plain and simple. We are all we have. Once a cop, always a cop in my opinion. And so if we are going to survive, especially in this future age, this day and age now and the future years that are coming, if we are going to survive, if we are going to continue to run around and wear the thin blue line hats and fly the thin blue line flags and act like we're a fucking family, then we need to be a family. Is that understood? Do you understand that? And do you understand the depth of that? Yes. Am I going a little drill sergeant on you? Yes, I am. Because I feel really deeply passionate about this because people don't get it. Look, there was a female officer I used to work with and I'll never forget some of the shit that she did to me. I mean, she would like just throw me under the bus, like completely like under the bus, like broom, broom, <laughs> under the bus. Like I would go to her call. She was a scrawn bond, had no idea how to protect herself. I put up with zero shit. I didn't give a shit. I, you know, it, it was, I was very matter of fact. I learned how to speak street. If you catch my drift, then you understand that. If you know what I'm talking about and I would go and I would handle my business. Well, one fucking day, this bitch, I'm, she was about to get knocked out by a guy. I show up. I'm not happy. I don't want to back her up, but guess what? She's a cop. She's in my family. She's in blue. I'm going to back her up. Now, believe me, did I want to? No. When I got out of the car and got in that guy's face, you know what she did, family? I'm going to tell you what she did, fam. She stepped in between me and that guy and told me I was being too aggressive. Listen, at that point in time, do you know what I wanted to do to her? I'm going to leave that to your imagination because I'm sure you can understand. But I didn't because she is part of the family. She's part of my thin blue line family. Does that mean I like her? No. No. Till this day. I don't care. I'll tell her straight to her face. Nope. I don't like you. But you're part of the family. So what does that mean? If I see that you're dragging ass, because I did, that if I saw her having a hard time, in which I did, I helped her. To the point that she allowed me to help her because she, you know, she was one of these ones who, even though she was younger than me and had less experience than me, she definitely knew more than me. And listen, you think the thing about it, you guys, is like 
I know that there's these kinds of people. There's know-it-alls out there. We've got the veteran cops who know everything. We've got the rookie cops who know everything. I mean, we got all these different kinds of personalities and these people coming in, and I get that. But at the end of the day, we kind of need to put all of our shit aside. I mean, because the truth is, is we're at war. And I don't care what anybody says because I know how I felt. I know how I feel right now. I know what I see. I know the conversations I have with multiple police officers all across not only the nation but the world. And we're at war. We are at war. Okay. And so I can't understand why we aren't protecting our own and why they don't come first. At the end of the day, they're the ones who are going to take a bullet for our asses. You know what I'm saying? As much as I want to knock her out and still do, I'll be honest. You know, that made me feel pretty good, right? (laughs) I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever do that, right? Because she's, she's part of my family. And here's the cool thing about family is they're pain in the fucking ass. And we don't get to pick our family, right? We, we don't, unless you're on the hiring board, then you get to pick your family. But you do need to protect your family and you need to be there and you need, and you need, to, be the, you need to be a leader in, in this law enforcement family and this family we call Thin Blue Line, okay? And the Sheepdog Nation family. You do need to be a leader. It's going to be hard. Being a leader is not easy. It is hard to be that stand-up officer. It is hard to not want to knock a motherfucker out when they're being a know-it-all and you know they're being tactically unsafe and you know that they're a soup sandwich, but they just don't want to listen to you because they're on an ego trip. I get it. But guess what? You being on on an ego trip is not going to help their ego trip. You know what I'm saying? It just isn't. Um, And the thing is too, I want to follow this up with is you're just not alone, man. You're just not alone. Like I know what it feels like to, you know, feel like you weigh a hundred extra pounds to have the big bags under your eyes, to be pale as fuck, to work, you know, 16 and 18 hour shifts, three, four times a week to, you know, sleep on your days off, to really not do anything, to not have a life, to, you know, have to have a drink to unwind. I get it. Like, I just want you to know, I get it. And there are thousands upon thousands of cops just like you who get it. The thing is, is that we need to put our egos inside of our back pockets and stop acting like we don't get it and stop acting like we're not all exactly alike because we are. We, we are so alike and we all have the same tendencies. Here's the thing that makes us different. Are you ready? It's our choices. Family, I've brought experts on here. I've talked to you about it and I'm going to tell you it again. We have the choice to control our minds. And that is the only thing that's going to separate us and and keep us strong, okay? My friend, a law enforcement officer who reached out to me, he got a hold of his mind. And because he got a hold of his mind, he saved his life. Now, whatever his reasoning was for getting a hold of his mind, that's all on him. But he did it. And he's here today and he's happy and he is you know, in a successful career. Okay. And he was able to tell me that story. And I thank God for that because there's many of us who lose our minds literally. And we go down this hole and I'm not making any one of you wrong. It's not, I'm not making you wrong. I, I can't sit here and pretend to know what your situation is. But what I can tell you is this, is that it, you're not alone. And what you probably should be telling, you know, your coworkers is that they're not alone. And you should 
be paying attention to the signs. Be paying attention to if they're feeling like, you know, they got that extra 50 pounds on them. If they're, you know, if they're sinking, if, you know, their knees and their waist are below water, pay attention to that, okay? Because that's being a true sheepdog, in my opinion. We can go out and we can fight the bad guys, but if we're not protecting our own, we're not doing anyone any favors. As it is, we can't fucking seem to get enough people in the career, right? Like we just can't. We can't get enough people in the job right now. So instead of, you know, beating each other down, which is easy, don't you see that's what they want us to do? Don't you see that's the easy thing to do? That's not what we should be doing. Let's come together. Let's pay attention. Let's help one another out. Let's have the real vulnerable conversations. These conversations, you think this is easy for me to come on and be like, hey guys, I, you know, I fucking, I went through this thing and it really, you know, is hard and blah, blah, blah. Do you think it's easy for me to sit here and be vulnerable? No. I'm still a cop. I'm still pretty ego driven. <laughs> I don't want to tell you, but I'm hoping that me telling you my story and me telling you the story of the officer who reached out to me is going to inspire you to pay attention and to know that you're not alone. Like, I just can't say this enough. I just cannot say this enough. And I'm going to tell you why. You wouldn't believe the amount of police officers have reached out to me after listening to this podcast and have said, Autumn, because you told me I wasn't alone, I'm, I, I really needed that. Like, I, I don't know. I found your podcast and it really spoke to me because you made me feel like I belong. And, and I'm here to tell you, if you're listening to this, you belong. You absolutely belong. And I don't give a, I don't give a shit what anyone says. I don't. That includes your supervisors, okay? You just need to get better. If you, if, if you feel like you're failing at something, if you feel like you're not fitting in, you need to take a step back and take a really good objective look and get better. That's it. We'll just, you know, we'll take Jocko Willing's advice. When he, he talks about uh, when he was um, in the military and he was deployed and his, you know, people, and you're going to have to forgive me because I don't know the military terms, but like um, the people, like his um, people that he was supervising, okay, his soldiers would come to him and they would report like something fucking like really bad would happen. And Jocko would go, good. And then the next day, something even more bad, like way worse would happen. And Jocko would say, good. And then they would even like something catastrophic would happen. It didn't matter. And Jocko would just say, good. And he, and he talks about that. And he says, because that mindset, that mindset, one, it like helped his, his uh, soldiers to not get discouraged and to help them like dig deep and ignite that fire in their stomachs. And number two, Jock was like, there's nothing, there's not a problem that we can't solve. There's not a problem that we can't solve. And so he looked at it, at it as just a problem that needed to be solved. So good. Is there a problem? Good. Let's solve it. And I'm asking you to take on that, that mindset. Okay. I want to leave you with that. I want you to take on that mindset. If you're having a problem, good. You're going to solve it. If you need help, you reach out. Good, right? If you see somebody else having you know, a problem in our family, in the sheepdog family, good. You're going to go help them. You are going to be 
whether you don't want to be their friend, I don't really care. It's not really about friends. It's really about their family. You know, if you need, (laughs) if you find that a lot of people in our family are talking shit, scroll down on my podcast, stop at the, at the episode that says stop talking shit and give them the message. Stop talking shit, right? We can't, we can't be doing this. We cannot be stabbing each other in the back. We cannot be running around and causing all sorts of issues for one another. Listen, I'm going to tell you this quickly and then I'll, and then I'll let you go, but I got hurt on the job. Okay. And prior to that, I had about three people in my life and my career who were what I considered my partners. First, she was a female. Uh, her and I worked every single day, every shift together. We had the exact same schedule. We worked a two, two, three schedule, two days on, two days off, three days on, three days off. Fucking fantastic schedule. But because of that, there was two teams, A team, B team. And we were on the same team together. So we always had same days off, always worked same shift. We worked side by side. We did everything together, everything. She, what she was really good at, I wasn't. And what I was really good at, she wasn't. I was really good at getting in vehicles and searching for drugs. That was, um, that was a passion of mine. And she was much better at talking to people. I'd rather just fight, not her. (laughs) And so, um, and so we really helped each other out and we evened each other out. And, um, for some reason, family, no idea why she stopped talking to me. Um, I moved a couple hours South and, um, to a different police department because my husband was stationed a couple hours south and I was sick and tired of driving two hours one way and then working a 12-hour shift and driving two hours home. And that was a really, that was really long. Um, And, you know, she doesn't talk to me. And in fact, she unfriended me on every social media platform. And then I recently got an email from her and acting like she doesn't even know me, um, asking to take a picture of her. It was her and I and like some other cops asking me to take that off my social media. That was harsh, okay? That was harsh and that was hurtful. And and that crushed me, crushed me. Maybe you've experienced this. There is nothing as crushing as you think that, you know, somebody's got your back and they do, but then they don't, right? Or, you know, so you think that somebody's got your back and then they really don't. There's nothing as crushing as that. And I mean fucking soul crushing. Um, and because uh, you think, you know, you think – that they're your friends, you are completely loyal to them, like so loyal to them. And then one day they're gone. I'm not saying you can't control who does that to you, but what you can control is if you do that to other people and don't do that. Don't be that. If you're, if you're partners with somebody and they're a good person, it doesn't matter. There's, you guys are partners, life, lifelong. You know, you guys are partners, man. You know, I, I had a, uh, and at another agency I worked with, a similar story happened, but I'll leave, I'll tell you guys that one another day. But, and I worked with this one guy who's a veteran cop and he wasn't like that until this day. I could call him up right now. We go have bourbon here. We go and have bourbon here and there together. And, you know, anytime I could, I could go over to his house right now, not even, I know right now. And it is 1030 at night. I could go there right now. And he and I, He'd get a glass of water out, just like we used to do all the time, and we'd shoot the shit and we'd talk. Because there's because <laughs> he understands what the he understands what the sheepdog nation family is. Like he gets that. Um, and I'll 
forever be thankful for him. I don't have to talk to him every day. Hell, we don't even talk every month anymore, but it doesn't matter. I know that no matter what, I can, I'll go to him and whatever he needs, he could call me and it doesn't fucking matter. I got his back, right? And to me, you guys, that's, that's the brother and the sisterhood. That's the family part that we're missing. And, and that loyalty, it's loyalty. We are missing that. We need to get that back. And the only way we get it back is if we start right here, right now, and you start right here, right now. I hope you got something out of this uh, episode. One thing I'm going to leave you with, I have this, um, I haven't had an idea. It's a very rough idea. I have not put it in um, motion. I have not set it in motion yet. However, I am very prepared to open a private um, cop only because I'm going to need to see credentials um, group, not on Facebook. It's going to be on a platform where everyone can use fake names. Um, and it's going to be, I don't want to say a support group because that makes it sound like we're all pathetic, but it's going to be like a mental health, um, group where, you know, weekly, uh, people can email me things and I'm going to come in and we're going to do weekly like group kind of talks like, you know, and, and just like have people, it's basically to bring back the brother and the sisterhood. Like we're going to have people talk and be like, Hey, like, I totally understand that. This is what I'm going through. You know, this is what I've been through or blah, blah. And we're just going to support one another. But I think I have to be honest that I kind of think the changing of the identity is uh key, especially in, uh, you know, the job of a cop. So this is something, if that'd be something, if you're at all interested in, um, I would really love either an email. You can email me autumn at autumnclifford.com or come onto my Instagram uh, at the lady sheepdog. Shoot me an email or a message and just, and tell me your uh, opinions and thoughts on that. Again, it's a very rough idea. Um, but I have to tell you, I am really on a mission to make a dent in this, uh, this police suicide rate. And I'm really on a mission to, uh, change the culture and law enforcement. So anyways, again, I'd really like to hear from you. If you made it all the way to the end, you are a badass and I need to know about it. So you need to come onto my Instagram and let me know that you finished all the way till the end. Uh, if you liked it, do me a favor, give me a rating. And that was another episode of Ship Dog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes. Um, that would help me out big time. And I will see you next time.